Well, hello, this is Monty Moran. I am your host tonight for the Monday Night Call. And I'm like trying to find the... Yeah, I need help. <laughs> I'm trying to find the promos for the end of the month. Even though everybody's probably already got their orders in and they've found their promos. But, uh, yeah, I haven't seen the new promos. The new promos haven't come out yet, so hold tight. It'll probably be tomorrow they'll let us know, tomorrow night. But in the meantime, welcome to Monday Night Call, no matter how you got here. A lot of people get here because they know about the emails. And if you don't know about the emails, let me tell you this, because I have a secret surprise at the end of the call that you'll want to know uh, as far as getting on the emails. You can go to OurSimpleTraining.com, and you'll, it's pretty obvious on the right side uh, is the opt-in for the emails. And with the emails, uh, Jen usually composes those, and she'll... Uh, let us know what the promos are for the month, and she's actually going to send out a special email that I'll talk about later. But what I want to talk about is usually things that people don't normally talk about, and that's how I use the oils personally, and this is something I do as an everyday ritual. And that is, I kind of make it, well, I don't kind of, I actually do make an affirmation and a mantra. And I know a lot of people push me a lot to do this more often, like almost on a, if not a daily basis, at least a weekly basis. But here's what I do is I usually, I'll put uh, the oils on my feet and I just, usually what I do is, is I have a set of oils and usually they just come to me like, oh, okay, I'll use this one, I'll use that one. There's no rhyme or reason. But then I, then I'll try to make a rhyme or reason as far as, uh, all right, so what are you three oils about or what are you two oils about, whatever. And I'll make a sentence out of it. And when I make a sentence, it kind of turns into an affirmation or a mantra. So, for instance, uh, I've been using this group of oils for a long time. And, well, yeah, it's been a long time. It's been about a month. And so here's the list of oils I've been using is magnify my purpose or your purpose, however you want to say it, awaken, gathering, abundance, envision, and then I just added this one in lately because I've been traveling. It is White Angelica. But usually this is how this goes is I might I, – I think I started out with um, I am gathering abundance as I have envisioned so I can magnify my purpose. And what has grown into – and then also I'll use joy too. So it could be I have uh, – I'm gathering my abundance – as I've envisioned, so I can awaken to magnifying my purpose and with joy. But this has evolved. So this is how I've evolved this, is I've gone into using those same oils, and this is my mantra uh, as of late. My purpose is to magnify... Wait, my, my purpose is magnifying as I have awakened to the gathering of abundance as I have envisioned it under the graceful protection of White Angelica. Ooh, that's like heavy. But the reason why I did this is honestly is because uh, Varick Birchfield, uh, you know, with, with what they've been doing with uh, their whole mission about helping with human trafficking and, and, and you know, putting the stop to that, they, they have gotten to the point where, you know, they've done pretty well and now they know what their purpose is and they're magnifying their purpose and they're putting – a lot of energy into that purpose with, uh, you know, helping stop hum uh, human trafficking and things like that. 
And so that kind of inspired me into, all right, well, I'd like to, you know, we're doing okay, so I'd like to magnify my purpose and, and awaken to that and see what it is uh, as I gather abundance and things that I've envisioned and under uh, White Angelica for protection. So that's why I've done that. Uh, totally fun. This is pretty much how I do this every single day is, is I put together a few oils and it just kind of just makes sense to me. Uh, and then the nice part is that if you want to tie in the ULA aspect is that, you know, Troy and Dave, they always talk about using the five senses as a way to really solidify how you're doing your your oils. And so if I have the oils on my feet, one, I'm smelling them, two, I'm touching them because I can feel them on my feet, I'm rubbing my feet together, uh, three, I'm saying it as I, or I'm thinking it and I'm saying it, and because you can smell and, and taste are interchangeable, it all comes together and I can hear myself talk, so all the senses tie in together. So now when I walk around and I can smell the oils as a combination, I always keep them back in my mind that uh, that is what I'm working on as far as my personal daily goal or mission. And sometimes it works into uh, a week-long aspect or it could be a month-long aspect. depends on uh, where you go. I mean, it's, to me, it's just pretty much intuitive. It could be a month-long. It could be a day-long. Uh, now, with the rewards or the essential uh, rewards, here are the promos. Just in case somebody has not put an order in either today or tomorrow, because today is the 30th, at the 100 PV level, which is actually a new thing with Young Living, if you're on the Century Rewards, you get uh, Citrus Fresh in the 5 mils. At 190 PV, you get the 15 mils of Eucalyptus Globulus, uh, plus the bonus rewards exclusive is 5 mils of Basil Vitality and 5 mils of Citrus Fresh Vitality. At 250, 15 mils of Joy, who does not ever get enough joy in their life? Uh, plus 15 mils of eucalyptus globulus, which is fantastic for people who are uh, carrying around tissues quite a bit lately. I've noticed a lot of those people. Uh, plus the bonus essential rewards of the 5 mil basil vitality and the 5 mil citrus fresh vitality. So these all kind of repeat on each other. Uh, so the 300 PV is 5 mils of peace and calming, which, mind you, this is kind of a big deal to even get peace and calming. This is the original one, not Peace and Calming 2, the original Peace and Calming. Five mils of helichrism. It's not helichrism, it's helichrism, just like a helicopter. Uh, five, or 15 mils of joy, 15 mils of eucalyptus globulus. The uh, bonus century rewards is five mils of basal vitality, as I'm repeating myself. And the bonus of five mils of citrus fresh vitality. Okay. I wish I could have snuck in what February's is, but we didn't get that notification yet. And uh, for anybody who did not get the email, they just call in and they want to know what the call is about. Well, this call is about how you actually talk to people because if you have issues with people not understanding what you're saying or you're getting no's and they don't understand uh, you know, where you're coming from because maybe you're not getting your point across, this is a call you need to be on because Jacob does a fantastic job. This is one of those things where, uh, and I'll let Jacob do the backstory on this, but this project has, has just like blown up into the hugest thing ever as far as how does this whole thing even work with 
our psychology and how people work, how people listen, how people talk, uh, what gets their attention, what uh, loses their attention, things like that because this is a business of networking and networking involves communication and if you miss that very first step of communication, things become quite difficult as far as attaining the goals you want. So, Jacob Adamo, welcome to the call. Love you, man. You're like one of my brothers. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm happy to be back on with you, and I always love talking to your group. Uh, you you guys have, have been a blessing to me, letting me get my message out, and it's just been it's been fun to kind of grow grow alongside. I I often tell people that the the biggest family that I have is my YL family because they're just some amazing people. And yeah, it's uh, amazing. First, you know, when you go to convention, it's almost like going to a family reunion. It is. It's a huge family reunion with a lot of walking. <laughs> right, yeah. But it's, it's an absolute blast to hang out with people. So um, I'll start off, if it's okay, and I'm just going to give a really super quick recap because I know I've been on a couple times and we've talked colors, so hopefully people are um, fairly up on that subject, but I just want to real quick cover what the personality colors are and then I'm going to tell everybody about some exciting stuff going on. Is that all right? Hold on. Let's, let's reel it back even one more step and talk about your backstory about uh, uh, <laughs> when you guys were doing presentations and things were working well and some weren't working well. And that, that's pretty much how it all sure. started. It is. It is. When we, when we got into the business, well, first of all, I've been in sales for a long time um, in different avenues. I've done everything from selling flooring to working in the service industry and the automotive industry. Um, and you have to learn to read people. I did two summers door-to-door sales uh, with books and Bibles and stuff. And I'll tell you what, if you ever want to learn about people, <laughs> take a door-to-door sales position because you're going to meet all of, all of the different kinds of people. <laughs> but I yeah. noticed that right off the bat, you know, there's certain, you know, everybody wants a script. You know, don't I? I think we're all kind of guilty of that sometimes. We we want somebody to give us the answer that we can just you know approach the person. You say the script, and you result in a sale. But I realized very quickly that even though I had uh, a script in my door-to-door sales profession during college, the script didn't work with everyone. And there were certain people that were either a put off by the length of it. They're like, come on, just tell me what, exactly what it is, or you know, they're, or they're, they, they feel like they're being sold and not, not communicated with, and so they're turned off by that. And it did work for a percentage of people, obviously, because, you know, I still made sales. But I started to pay attention to the fact that not everyone communicates the same way. And sometimes you can say one thing, and it'll mean that, it'll mean what you intend for one type of person, but somebody else will hear it completely different. And all of a sudden, it's like, all right, we've got, we've got to get a little bit deeper into understanding the person you're talking to if you're going to, to be effective. So when we started our Young Living business, uh, Sarah was mostly, my wife Sarah was mostly doing the business. And, and uh, like I think probably most guys, when she first started, I thought, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you, you want to do oils. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Have, have a ball. 
Well, then she, you know, she she started to pick up steam, and I think it was right around, you know, like senior star where I started to to take note of where she was at and what she was doing, and and I started to look over her shoulder and kind of eyeball the downline viewer. I'm like, okay, well, they've got these tools in place so you can kind of monitor your team growth and everything. I understand that. So then she started to come to me with questions. You know, I want, I want to talk to this person and I want them to understand the values of essential rewards or whatever. I'm just using an example. So what would you suggest that I say to them? Because I've kind of always been that person and, and those of you who are listening, you know if you're that type of person because usually when somebody needs a mediator for a problem, they come to you <laughs> because you somehow magically have the ability to understand and communicate with everybody. And all it is is paying attention to patterns. So I started looking at that and really truly paying attention to the patterns in communication and the patterns of listening and trying to map out what's the difference between these individuals and the way they hear something. And that was when I started to sketch out my first book, Full Spectrum Success, uh, which I published in 2014, uh, just before convention that year, had it out. And it's been very successful. Books sold over 15,000 copies currently, and it's climbing actually at a rap- more rapid rate than the new book, but that's, that's a good thing because they'll catch up. <laughs> but it's right. taking yeah. off. Congratulations on that. It's an awesome book. Thank you. Thank you very much. But basically what I wanted to do was kind of narrow it down to help people understand the different personality types that are out there and the difference in communicating with those types. Because it does mean no good, you know, if I look at you, Monty, and I say, well, you're a blue you know, I'm a red, and we understand this, but how do we communicate together? How do we make that effective? And that's what I wanted to to really explore with the book. And I, it was very effective. The first book was very effective at laying a foundation of understanding um, what I call the master key questions to each color. There's a lot of books and a lot of people out there teaching on typing, personality typing and identifying the person's color is the easy part (laughs) it's learning how they function within that color that's the harder part and that's that's the reason i i started writing books on it because i i knew that there was plenty of information out there on how to figure out what color this person is but unless i can effectively communicate with them it really does me no good so that's what that's what my focus is on is on communication and the master key questions of each one, um, you know, red, their master key question is what? They're very goal-oriented. They're very uh, results-oriented. A lot of people say reds are all about the money. I don't think they're necessarily about the money. The money is a vehicle to get them to what they're after, whether that's a real nice house or a fancy car or a boat or, you know, something like that. I mean, they're very object, very goal-oriented, but their master key question is what? So you've got to be able to speak to them and answer that question that's at the core of them. And then there's blue. Their master key question is why. They have to have a reason. They're fun-loving. They, <laughs> they're not really paying attention to time necessarily all the time, but they are really, really focused. Now, as they, as they improve in their functionality within their color, 
they start to put others first and they try to make the whole group enjoy it as much as they do. And so when you understand that their master key question is why, you've got to be able to explain the reason for them behind making a change or making a commitment or doing something, you know, like a, like a young living business. Um, they've got to understand why. Why should they make that change? Then you've got your greens. They're very analytical, very logical. Their master key question is how. And I like to joke with people, I don't know, Monty, you, you're originally from Wyoming, right? From Casper Correct. area, yep. if I remember correctly. Okay. So yep. <laughs> you, you know where I live in Wheatland. I'm like an right. hour to an hour and a half from a Walmart. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the middle of nowhere, <laughs> which has its advantages. But I'll tell you, you know, I don't have to deal with city traffic. That's nice. But <laughs> when it comes to shopping, Amazon is my friend. And when it comes to greens, all of you out there listening, if you shop online, I guarantee you one thing. You all look for the green reviews on Amazon, every single one of you, <laughs> because you can look at a red review and it's like, works great. You're like, okay, right. that didn't tell me anything. You know, you look at a blue review, this product is awesome. Ah, great enthusiasm, still no information. And then you find that paragraph. And then you look at the paragraph and it's like describing the packaging, the battery life. You know, it's going into all these details and you're like, oh, thank God, a green reviewed the product. <laughs> and those are the ones that you want to read because that's their specialty. And their master key question is how. So when you're talking to greens, you've got to be able to answer that how and you've got to be able to stick to that. And then yellows, their master key question is who. They are all about people. They're, I call them the, the mortar that holds the bricks together because they are really focused on teamwork. They're really focused on um, enjoying the benefit of friends and family together. So answer who, who they can help with the, with the product. Um, who's going to be there to support them in a teamwork aspect? That's very important to them. So that's a really, really short synopsis on kind of breaking down the personality colors and their master key questions. That's what got me into studying personality types. And in writing the first book, Full Spectrum Success, basically being able to identify and elevate your communication. So nice. hopefully I didn't take up too Hold much time Hold on a second, you, uh, so. Jacob. Because I keep hearing this yeah. time, so I'm going to try something here. Okay, let's see if that, I don't know if that changed anything or not, but I kept hearing this chime, I thought, am I missing something? Now I yeah, I think your, 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 your dings with, with people coming in and the other tone is people dropping off, which sometimes happens due to self. I think there's a, a, an option on there to mute the okay. sounds. I got Jen pushing buttons, so if, if things go like <laughs> awry, it's because she's pushing buttons. But anyway, it's kind of weird. But yeah, so great synopsis yeah. on the colors. And uh, I'm sure everybody can go, oh yeah, that's me, or oh yeah, that's, that's my upline, or that's my downline, or you know, that's my spouse, that's my kids. 
Yeah. And, uh, well, and, you know, we can and, identi- we can identify with that. Now the trick is to talk to them, right? Yes. Yep. And and learning learning how to talk to them, and it, it takes practice. But it, but if you understand those master key questions, it really helps to simplify it because you're going to break things down. Um, when you talk to a red, you know they're going to want the facts straight up, like right up front, like just lay it out. Here's what it is. Here's what it does. Here's what it takes to get it. And it's so simple because what is <laughs> that says what they're all about. Like they just want it laid out nice and blunt. And when you begin to practice listening, you're going to hear that communication. You're going to you're going to find that you know they might not be your personality type, but you understand the way that they phrase things, you find someone that phrases things that's in a non-confrontational way, super easy going, like let's, you know, let's not make this any, any kind of fight or aggressive wording or anything like that. You understand, all right, this person's a yellow. So I'm fine with that. I just need to make sure when I'm talking to them to keep things positive. Let's not focus on negative. Let's focus on positive. Let's, let's keep things rolling along in a friendly manner. So it it develops, and I, I highly suggest because I know tonight we're going to talk some about um, my second book that's launching right now that came out, Full Spectrum Freedom: Thriving in a Four Color World. And I take communication, I take the whole knowledge of personality colors to a much deeper level. But I would urge anybody listening, if you haven't read Full Spectrum Success, it's an easy read. It's a short read. I kept it very, very short and succinct on purpose. It's like 72 pages, I think. So it's, it's simple. It's, it's foundational, and it's a, a very smooth read. But you'll want that because what we're about to talk about here in a little bit on the call, we're going to get into some of the deeper aspects of understanding personality types and how they affect your business and how they can improve your business. Um, but you're going to need that foundational layer. <laughs> so if you haven't read it yet, um, be sure to get it. And I know that um, Jen's got the links that she's going to put up as far as getting you guys to the actual product to be able to purchase. So yes. the other cool thing, I'm going to throw it out now, and then I'll, I'll recap at the end. But I wanted you guys to know, you guys are the first, your group right now that we're talking to is the first group where I can announce that I have a new personality quiz out. It's the same length as the first one. It has been revised because if, if I've learned anything over the last two years, um, I've learned to more accurately identify colors. So I've gone through and I've changed a few things about the quiz. Uh, it's producing much more accurate results. But the biggest change is I finally found software because we're going to talk about secondary colors and proactive and reactive and how that affects, I finally, finally found software that will allow me to show um, in digital form all four percentages of each color based on the test. So it sounds like such a simple thing, (laughs) and yet I've been looking for two straight years for software that would actually do this. And I finally found a company that had it. Um, It was not cheap, but it was worth it to me because I want people when they take the test to be able to see how much of a percentage, because we all have all four colors. And we have to know how those interact. 
But anyway, I'm monologuing, so I, I need to turn no, control back to the host here. <laughs> you, got a, you got a good point with that. Uh, because sometimes, like, you know, when I took the old test, I could see, I could see how I could be like two different parts, but not exact um, percentages. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like you could yep. tell if you're two two different colors, it was pretty obvious, but uh, you couldn't tell like how much of two different colors you were. Yeah. Even though well, yeah, we're of... all we're all four colors, and actually I think the best blend of anybody would be a perfect rainbow where you could sit right in the middle and you could you could be a green and go into detail, and you could be red and say, here's what it is, take it or leave it, yep. you know, or you could be yellow and go, you know, this is this is who you could help with this, and things like that. And of course, yeah. blue is... Yeah, and, I, and I, I think the more you study, you do kind of bring it into balance, too, in a, to a certain degree. Um, I've had initial test takers that are like, I'm, I'm perfectly balanced. My first test had an even number of questions, just because... You know, I'm kind of a left-brain logical person, so that's how I roll. And I quickly changed it to an odd number of questions because there are those out there who, like, <laughs> they're so intuitive. They can figure out, and they want that perfect blend result. <laughs> so I just messed with their head a little bit through, you know, through an extra question there, so there has to be one leading <laughs> result. That's but good. It's, yeah, cause it's I, fun, I'll, though, you know. I'll do that, too, with tests. Yeah. Oh, everybody does. It's fun to mess with it. So you've got to kind of take that into, into account. But So um, basically what I did and what I wanted to do with this test is I want to reveal that, that kind of rainbow effect, if you will. I want people to understand their primary and their secondary because those, I have learned, are pretty huge. When I talk to people and they're like, well, you know, I'm usually this, but sometimes I'm this. What I found is a lot of people have a primary or proactive personality type, like mine is red. My secondary color that I test for is blue. And I tend to react in blue where I'm proactive in red. So what that might look like is setting goals as a red and, you know, you're pushing for goals and everything. You start hitting road bumps and potholes along the way, and all of a sudden it's not fun anymore. And that reactive side of blue kicks in, and it's like, hey, buddy, you've been working hard. Why don't you go find something fun to do? You know, it's like, I don't know if you ever saw The Emperor's New Groove, but when Kronk's yeah. got the two little angels on his shoulder, you know, <laughs> and, they're, and they're arguing over, you know, which direction you should go. That's totally, totally what your two personality types can, can be like. Now, there are ways to train and, and improve them to where they actually augment and help each other. But I think by nature, that's a lot of the way we are. We react one way. We proact a different way. So... I wanted to be able to separate that because one of the chapters in the new book talks about that and how to rein in that reactive side and turn that, I also call it clutch versus crutch. As as guys, and I I know there's lots of women out there that can drive a stick too, but I think it, (laughs) it, it it kind of hones in and like really makes sense for the guys. But, you know, when you think about a clutch, that's something you, you kick in to get yourself into a higher gear. Get, get, you know, get going faster. And a crutch, we all know what happens if you walk on a crutch for too long after you need to. 
uh, you, your muscles start to atrophy and you don't move as smoothly as you should. So there's a fine balance between using that secondary color to either kick you into gear, um, you know, like for instance with my red-blue, I know that I need that release, I need that entertainment, I need that fun because um, I'm, I'm starting to go too far left brain, focused on goals, focused on logic and everything else. I need to offset that. But what I often do is when I recognize that that urge is there, I curb that by making sure that I set myself a goal to accomplish again, reinforce the goal that I'm trying to accomplish, and then make sure that that fun is found at the end of that. So instead of letting it derail me, I make it a reward. And when it becomes a reward system, since I'm, my primary is red and I'm very, you know, very object, very goal-driven, I look at that reward and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, now I just kick that thing from something that could derail me and I get lost and in having fun and taking a break. Now I've turned that into drive to finish quicker so that I can accomplish that fun and feed that that side. But I just took that from reactive and put it back into proactive action. That's good. So, that's good. Okay, yeah, so talking to the Reds, uh, what is this link again? Is it do you have a shorter link besides jacobadamo.com slash personality dash colors dash quiz? <laughs> well, um, I I do have a bitly, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not near my computer, and I don't remember it. So <laughs> what I can probably do is send you the bit.ly link, but here's what's going to happen. Well, my, we could do my, this, though. I mean, this is pretty simple. If you go to jacobadamo.com, you'll find it says, you know, take the personality color quiz, and it's right there. It's pretty simple to find. I yes. Think. Yeah, it's right in the menu at the top of the page, so it's easy to find. But here's what I want to say. That, that colors quiz is the basic one. So it's only going to show you your primary color. That's not the 2.0 quiz. Oh, the 2.0 okay. quiz is only available right now until I finish tweaking and all this, making it pretty and everything else and, and getting it totally up. Because I, I literally was coding and getting this thing created until about six minutes before I dialed the number to get on the call. <laughs> so it is, it is brand, brand spanking new but you're going to be able to get access to it um, through either of the two links that I sent to Jen. So when she posts those links up, you guys can log in through the link, and there's a free five-part training course that you can get more information, just even more than what's on this call. You're going to get a free five-part video training course. When you log in for that, you're going to get access to the quiz, the 2.0 quiz, or if you choose the other link, which is just to buy now to go ahead and grab the book real quick, you're also going to get access to the 2.0 quiz through that link. So either one, either the free training or the product, will get you to the 2.0 quiz. And eventually it will be live on the site for everyone, but it's probably going to be about another week. But it is functional, and I want you guys to be able to take advantage, take full advantage of it. So cool. Yeah, I, I worked my that. hiney off to make sure you guys and the, and the Diamond Factory people could get to it and make sure that they can tap in and, and find their secondary colors because 
that's been the biggest request that I've had this past year is can we see them on the online test instead of having to take the test out of the back of the book, you know, which you have to self-score and everything. Is there a way you can do it? Well, I'm proud to say we finally did it. <laughs> okay, so you'll be able to get access to that if you get the emails from Jen, and you can get those from – if you go to OurSimpleTraining.com, on the right side there's a, a, a place to opt in for the emails. And also I'll put that on – the Diamond Factory training, uh, when I post the, our, our call, it will be on there as well. Awesome. And uh, also, yeah, I mean, it's, well, I have to also thank you too because we've also used the personality, the original one, um, in the Diamond Factory training uh, in our download section. So, I mean, people yeah. can find it there too for the original one. Yep. 2.0. And that – I'm yeah, the 2.0 is going to be a little more fine-tuned. It's, it's the same number of questions, but what I did was um, I went in and took out certain words that were producing false positives on, on certain personality types and just kind of fine-tuned, making sure that the results were coming out more accurate. Um, and this entire, the entire second book, Full Spectrum Freedom, has been such a fun thing to put together because it was literally built on questions. It was built from all of the questions that I got from either calls or from webinars or from live speaking events. And there were so many of them. And so I just, <laughs> I'd finish a speaking event and I'd run back to my room and type out as many of the questions as I could remember and just kind of started compiling them so that when I was writing, I was literally writing the answer not just for one, because I know if one person asks a question, you know, what they always tell you in school, you know, there's no such thing as a stupid question because somebody else is probably thinking the same thing, so ask it anyway, right? So right. what I did is I just took that same concept and literally applied it to writing the second book, and it came out <laughs> more than twice the size of the first book, but it, it has... It has chapters on not just the secondary colors, but um, you know the first one is called Own Your Color. And in that chapter, I talk about the, the primary question that I get so... I lost you for a second there. Uh-oh, I think we lost Jacob. Well, I can tell you this. Jacob just answered my two questions is, why would you even write a second book? And two is, what is the second book even about? Uh, <laughs> there you are. Sorry about that. Yeah, I think my, my cheek hit a button all of a sudden. I couldn't hear you or anything else. Um, oh, well, why I lost you for a second, I just said you answered my two questions. And one was, why would you even write a second book? And two is, so what's in it that makes it different from the first book? <laughs> well, honestly, I, did, I, I didn't intend to write a second book. Um, when I wrote Full Spectrum Success, I honestly figured it was like, all right, I just opened everybody's mind up to this concept of communication between personality types, and I'm out. I'm done. That's awesome. And I'm so glad that I got that off my chest, and now they can understand that better. And all of a sudden, there was so, like a total flood of questions um, taking it to a whole different level and much, much deeper that I realized I'm not going to get off that easy. <laughs> These people want more detailed information. I'm actually sketching a third book right now called Full Spectrum Family. 
um, oh, which wow. will take a lot of these these concepts into um, child rearing and into marriage and some of the you know the other aspects of our lives that we wonder about how does personality fit into all this. So to huh. answer so the you're second talking part to of the greens and the yellows at that point where it's uh, I want more details and I want to know who I can help with this. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's that's, that's amazing. Well. And, and, you know, it's funny because, you know, you take it from a business aspect and you answer a certain quadrant and then all of a sudden you've got to take it to the house, you know, to the home, and you're answering a totally different quadrant in the personality colors. But each one wants to know the application for them. Like, like how can I bring this home and really make it work for me? And so in this in this book I started off with chapter one own your color don't let it own you because there's so many people that came up to me and they said you know I'm a yellow and Monty I really just wish that I was a whole lot more like a red because then I think I could build my business better as a red so can you help me be more of a red than a yellow and the honest truth is that's the wrong question to ask because you don't you don't function better in a different color than the one that you were created in. We were all created with our own personality types. What has to happen is you need to understand your strengths and you need to understand your weaknesses within your personality type and within your color. And when you understand that, you understand how to function, you're going to improve your ability to lead. There's a There's a... That was actually chapter six in the book, The Colors of Leadership. How do you lead if you're a yellow? You know, a lot of people think it can't be done. It can. There's a lot of, there's a lot of leaders that are yellows out there. I mean, you can look at people like, like April Pointer in our business. Um, she's a yellow. She's a secondary red. She's a yellow red, I think. But, so she does have that backbone and that gumption. But, I mean, she's got super caring heart. And when you see somebody who's really, truly caring for you and your people, it's easy to fall in with them. You know, we have a, a, our, a gold leader above us. We're, we're gold right now and edging toward platinum, hopefully by March. Uh, that's our goal. But um, our gold leader above us, about five levels above, she's a yellow. And she's super, she's just a sweetheart. Um, and she's super helpful. And she has blessed us in numerous ways and given us knowledge to grow. So the mistake is in thinking that you have to change your color because you don't. You just have to learn how that color works and what, what you need to do to become the truest form of that color, the truest shade. I, I break each one of the colors down into three shades, troublesome, typical, and true. And well, you need to you'll find that. that, yeah. So basically your troublesome shade, these are your dysfunctional people. So within their, within their color, you'll find like your dysfunctional blue um, is somebody who has no, no concept of time. They'll make promises and then totally flake out on them because at the moment they were doing something really fun and they didn't even remember that they promised you that they would do something like that, right? So it's very dysfunctional because they're focused on themselves. And to make this really short, because I don't want to dive too deep into this, but you'll find that 
the the path from being a troublesome shade of a color to the true shade of a color is actually found in leveraging your abilities, your strengths that you have within your personality type for the betterment of those around you. So you'll see a selfish blue who's all about themselves, you know, they'll just they'll go do whatever's best for them. You'll see a highly functioning blue or true blue, as I like to call them, they're going to take that same energy and passion and they're going to put it to work in the group so the entire group has as much fun as they're having. They're going to kind of enfold them with those wings of passion, so to speak, and energy and take everybody with them. Let's all have a great time. They're the life of the party when they show up. Same, you know, with the reds, with their ability to just muscle through and push and look at obstacles and say, I don't care how big the obstacle is, I'm going through it. I'm going to make it. When they can make that about the entire team winning, they take that from selfish to selfless, and they cross that gradient from troublesome over to true color. So that's kind of how that works. So basically, it's... Chapter one is basically just teaching people to be okay in your own skin. (laughs) Be comfortable in your own skin. Understand who you are. And the reason that we study who we are first, and I'm adamant about this in my trainings, I want people to understand themselves first because if you are studying other people and studying communication or personality types or anything else just purely for for understanding others, you're practicing manipulation, and it's going to get you in trouble in your relationship. It's really going to get you in trouble. So I want people to focus on themselves first. Find out who you are. Find out what personality color you are. Be honest with yourself. What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses that you have to be careful about? Because when you study yourself first, then you're setting yourself up for success because you're not just looking for the keys to open, you know, to win every argument or close every sale or all the other cliched things that go along with studying personality types. If that's your goal, <laughs> then I think you have a bigger problem on your hands. So make sure that your goal is pure to understand yourself better and then to understand and effectively communicate with others around you better. So, yeah, and I good. take that... I take that from owning your color to the next chapter in the book is they're not my color, now what? And this is basically just a focus on you. Part of, part of the growth in understanding personality types is we all have that one personality type that just is so hard for us to get. You know, I'm, I'm a red, and for me, I honestly think the hardest one for me to understand is yellows. I have to work really hard to understand yellows and it makes sense because i i i just don't have that much yellow it's there but it's low very low so i work at that but being able to understand them and understand why it's important to not only understand them but understand communicating with them is important so then after that i go into secondary colors i go into uh, nature versus nurture was chapter four. That was a that was an interesting chapter to write because all of us have different experiences growing up 
there's been rough spots, things that have happened to us. None of us are the same. Some of us had great childhoods. Some of us had terrible childhoods. Um, some of us had both parents. Some of us had one or none. Um, you know, there's a, there's a whole myriad of things out there that can alter or change our personality types or shift us from, you know, from one to another. So that chapter was really dealing with a lot of the triggers that can happen. And I delve in a little bit in that chapter into kids because, let's face it, we are who we are as adults. We read the book and we're like, yeah, well, I can't erase my past. I can't change it. That's true. But as a father of seven, I can say (laughs) I have a responsibility to understand the impacts that have been made on my life and on my personality and I have a responsibility to try to do my best to not impact my children adversely. And I think that we're going to go a lot further and a lot deeper in the Full Spectrum Family book, which will be out next year. But um, but I did touch on it just to kind of, because there were so many questions that, that were involving children and children's personality types. And it's tough with kids, you know. I mean, there's phases of life for children where, you know, phase one, they've got to learn to, they have to learn to respect and obey because they run a, run out in the middle of the street and you say, hey, get out of the street, come back over here. And they go, well, explain to me why I should listen to you. And then they get hit by a car. That's no good. Like they have to, they have to, you know, in the early phases, they have to understand obedience. But then if you, if you never transition from that to explaining to them the reasoning behind it, then obviously, you know, you're not, you're not effectively communicating with your kids either. They have to know the reason why. So I touch on that in that chapter, and um, then I get into conflict and resolution. And in that chapter, I also talk about rejection by color, because that's a tough one. And especially in, in our business, when we talk about Young Living, you're going to experience rejection. It's going to happen. It's just <laughs> it's a fact of life. But if you can understand how each color faces rejection or faces conflict, because that's another thing you're going to have, whether it's cross line, up line, down line, side line, it doesn't matter. There's going to be situations that produce conflict. So it's going to be much more favorable if you know how that person views conflict and how to kind of maneuver around it. Okay, um, I have two things. Hold on. One yeah, is go right ahead. When, my, when my daughter was three, I've learned really quickly. She's 12 now. I learned quickly that I cannot explain uh, like in details, reasons why she can or can't do something or can't even talk like that, I had to understand that kids that are, you know, really young, two, three, four, five years old, they're all emotional. So they, they express everything by emotion. All their actions are, are their emotions pouring out. And for me to understand right. that and, and let that happen and then understand what that emotion is, because let's face it, at that age, they could go from uh, a raving <laughs> temper tantrum lunatic to the most joyous, um, bounding in the air, loving thing in the world, like within two minutes. 
as soon as I understood that, I was like, okay, I get it. Now it's all right. Let's move forward. But uh, and then the second thing is, so give me a synopsis on if somebody is, and you can pick any color you want, but so if somebody is rejected because you've done door-to-door sales, I've done door-to-door sales, we're doing network marketing, there's always going to be some sort of rejection at some point. Uh, how would like a certain color handle rejection and, uh, and then expand on that? Like, just give us a synopsis on that. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. So um, I guess I'll, I'll just talk about reds for now. Red, so that's the first one that comes to mind. Um, let's let's talk about rejection period first. Okay. Rejection. When you think about it, rejection only occurs from another person's actions and attitude. Like, it's when we accept it and and assimilate it into our our lives and our attitude that it actually changes us. Because rejection is just. That's, that is actually something that's generated by the other person. So we have to choose, first of all, whether we're going to accept it <laughs> or whether we're going to let it pass. You know, when we say, when somebody else rejects us and we go, dang it, now I'm taking this personally, that is full-on acceptance of that rejection. So basically, then you're going to inwardly fight over what that person um, is perceived to have placed on you as a value. And when it comes to conflict, and I'm going I'm to say this because conflict and rejection are very similar. Conflict, when you break it down, uh, conflict is just a battle over the perception of value. Like if, you, if I say this is valued at such and such, and Monty says, no, 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 that's not the value of it. It's actually valued at this. We, ha- we now have conflict, right? But that perception of value can easily be either adopted or moved over. <laughs> so when it comes to rejection as a red, rejection usually causes embarrassment for reds. They're very powerhouse hitters. They're very authoritative. Um, they're very direct. They love to take charge. So when they, when they go in and they you know, lay it out for somebody, and they present, and the person says no, it's embarrassing to them. And so they'll, they're going to mask that with boldness because that creates kind of an insecurity. And one of the things that people don't often know about reds is reds are fairly insecure inside, but they're never going to show that. <laughs> they're going right. to bolster and, you know, do whatever they got to do to make it through the situation and come out uh, shining because they, that's, that's who they are. They, and they view themselves as a winner, so they're just going to keep pushing. So rejection is an embarrassment to a red. They'll get over it, but they'll also spend a lot of time pondering, you know, what they could have done differently to have changed the outcome and and possibly escaped that rejection or perception of rejection. So to do, and I feel like that's un, unfair to like just give that little tiny bit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple things out for the other colors. So for reds, it's 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 embarrassment. For blues, it's most often taken as a personal affront because they're they're very much about respect and well reds are about respect too but blues they're also about response 
So they, they want to see that, that equal response saying that they're excited. And when the person doesn't or rejects their, their offer or what they're trying to put out there, they're typically going to see it as a personal front. It's going to hurt them. But rather than show that in boldness like a red, they're going to kind of throw, you know, the talk to the hand <laughs> idea up. It's just like whatever. Like I, I remember seeing a hat that said whatever with three dots after it, you know, dot, dot, dot. And I laughed when I saw that hat because I was like, <laughs> that, is a, that is a disgruntled blue right there. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's just their attitude. It's like whatever. It's not worth fixing. It's not worth investing anything more in this situation. It is what it is. On to the next, you know. I'm done. So that's kind of the way that they handle it. Then you look at greens. Um, they usually take rejection inwardly. So it's, it's kind of a lack of, a lack of trust from the other person. They feel, they feel insulted because they've done their research and they've, you know, they've got all the facts and all the figures and the third party info. And they, I mean, they're ready to present it all. And then it gets rejected. And it's like, man, I did all of this it must be me and not the information that the person's rejecting. So how is this, you know, how does this work? And then there's your yellows and they just take literal personal injury or hurt to rejection because they're all about the relationship. So when they see rejection, it can't possibly be about the product or the opportunity or the timeline or anything else. It must be them. It's got to be personal. And that's kind of how they, how they process it. So, that's a really super brief breakdown on on rejection and that chapter also has a lot on conflict which that's way way too deep to get into on tonight's timeline but it's very very worthwhile studying because you're going to find and this is a lot of personal stories not just myself <laughs> but uh, a lot of the leaders that I've interviewed and talked to and we've talked about different areas of conflict and how it was handled and kind of pulled all that together to show um, examples and to show a snapshot of what conflict looks like to each one of the leaders and each one of the colors so that you can kind of work through that with your team. If you've got conflict going on, it's got to be resolved. But if you're not talking their language, then it's only going to get deeper and worse. And half the time, if you try to initiate a resolution to conflict in the wrong way, <laughs> for a particular color, you can actually make it worse <laughs> instead of better. Good point. You know, like if you've got conflict going on with a green, the last thing you want to do is make it emotional because you're dragging them into a world that they don't want to be in to begin with and they're not comfortable in their footing, you know, in the emotional sense. So you make it all about the emotion of the moment. You're going to actually slow down their ability to logically get through the problem, get through the fault, get through the hurt, and work their way to a solution. So you have to understand where they're coming from and what type of person it is if you want to get through it quickly. That's good. Um, you know, so that ties into leadership colors. But uh, there's one on here, and even motivation, because we kind of covered um, uh, motivation by color. But you have this one in here, and I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about. This one is colors of faith. Like, <laughs> where are you going with that one, Jacob? Um, 
that's an outlier chapter that I just I had sketched um, sketched quite a bit out about, and this is this comes from personal experience um, with our our church group. I've been a part of lots of different churches and stuff like that, and um, I've seen them flourish and I've seen them fail. And each time that I looked at it, and especially looking back, I see that there was a difference in how people define faith. And <laughs> excuse me, it dawned on me there's there's a massive difference between the different personality types when when they're talking about faith. You've got some personality types that are they're all about feeling, and then other ones are all about fact, you know. And I don't care if you're a religious person per se; it's still valuable to understand people and their faith because we all have faith in something. You know, right. I can I can tout all kinds of you know faith about creationism, and then the other person can say, you know what, nothing exploded into everything, and you know now we have the world. Well, that's still also faith. It's faith both ways, no matter how you cut it. <laughs> so we all experience a certain amount of faith. So what I did is I just I kind of broke it down, talking about how you know fact is that which can be observed and measured, perceived. It's a piece of information presented as having objective reality. Feeling is an emotional state or reaction of belief, especially a vague or irrational one showing emotion or sensitivity. And faith is a firm belief in something for which there's no proof. So something taken without question, loyalty or duty to a person, thing, or belief. And what I did is I broke it down, and I think you guys, have, you guys actually have the graphic, if I'm not mistaken, that shows the, the four color types and the different... I, I kind of tied it into all the different personality testing types. And it's in a quadrant. And what I did yeah. is I broke down that same thing and I kind of created another graphic like that that shows um, fact and feeling, action, reaction, optimistic, pessimistic, left brain, right brain, and kind of shows the different ways that each one of the personality types views faith. So, for instance, I'll give you a quick, like a quick synopsis on this. Like Reds, they believe that the force of momentum is their faith, right? So the longer you do good things, the more good things you do, the longer you do those good things, that's your force of momentum. That equals faith because you're proving it out, right? You're results-oriented. You're pushing. So the measure of success is in the proportion to the measure of action, for a red. That's how they, they view faith. For blues, they're more feeling-oriented than fact-oriented. So they tend toward optimism, similar to a red. They're, they're optimistic. So po- for them, positive affirmation is their faith. Like the measure of success is in proportion to the measure of their affirmation that this will happen. And I think we've all known... You know, those individuals that just, I mean, to speak it into existence, you know, this is going to happen, and it's positive affirmation, it's going to work, um, and that's fine. That's, that's faith to them. That's how they work, and we need to understand that. So greens, greens are totally fact-oriented, but they mentally tend toward, and I, and I know they like to say realism. I'm just going to go ahead and say pessimism. Um, <laughs> Because that's how a lot of people hear it. 
you know, they, they're looking yeah. at, they're breaking everything down to what could, you know, what, what probably will happen, <laughs> not necessarily, you know, what could actually happen. So, so they do tend toward pessimism along with the yellows, actually. The uh, yellows actually tend toward pessimism as well. They want the best, but they fear the worst. But they, the measure of success to the green is found in the measure of devotion. So for them, realistic expectations and beliefs equals faith. So everything um, being predetermined, you know, everything um, set, set in its place, that's a very green belief. And I'm not criticizing any one of these, by the way. Yeah, no, it's I, true. Cause when I think of I, greens, I, put, I think of it's a numbers game where if uh, you have, well, even numbers, you have 10 people show up, you're probably going to sign up one because that would be your 10, your 10% close rate. Right. Which is a good number <laughs> yep. anyway. But, I mean, it's a, it's a numbers game is how a green looks at it. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's just it's the way that their brain works. So to understand that, I felt was important. It's not a, it's not a long chapter. But I think, you know, we deal with a lot of people of faith and to to misplace how that ties into their personality type could be detrimental. So I felt like understanding it was a was an important point. Like yellows, they're very feeling oriented. Also, um, instead of, you know, fact oriented like the greens, they're more feeling oriented and they're also on a pessimistic scale. So for them their relationship focuses on humility. And so, so genuine relationship and respect equals faith to yellows. And they view the measure of success to be in proportion with their measure of humility. So this is the, the person that wants to be contrite as much as possible, humble, making sure to help others. And they figure that that's how they exercise their faith. And that is, they don't figure that's how they do it. That is how they do it. They exercise their faith through their measure of humility toward others. So when you look at, you know, statements, um, you could look at a yellow statement like, um, I'll be given a piece about that which must be done. All that I have to do is pray, listen, and wait for that positive nudge of confirmation and peace. That's a very very yellow statement of faith. To backtrack, you go to a green. Blessings come in many forms, but only in objectively looking at our lives will we see them. We may not always understand, but we choose to believe. Hmm. That would be like a green affirmation or statement of faith. And I might as well finish. We're just going backwards, but your blues are totally your, I mean, you don't even have to have a phrase for them. Speak life to, to speak success. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just speak life, you know. Let's speak positivity over this thing and, and it'll happen. So um, we've all heard the phrase, God helps those who help themselves. That's, right. that's pretty much your red statement of faith right there. You know, I'm going to have right, positive results because I'm going to go out and make it happen. <laughs> God will bless me when I work my butt off and get out there and do what I need to do. So totally different viewpoints on faith, but I thought it was very interesting how they tied into that whole 
fact versus feeling, optimism versus pessimism, when you create that grid and you kind of see where people land, it's easy to identify. Um, and it's easy to, to see kind of how divisiveness can creep in very quickly in crowded groups because you've got these people that are like, all right, we've got to take this action if we're going to be blessed and we're going to do this. And other people are like, no, that's not what you have to do. It's much more simple than that. It's this. Well, who's right? Perhaps all of them <laughs> in their own way because they're all created differently to look at faith in a completely different manner. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you're rattling off some of those and I'm like, I don't even understand what that means. And then that one's like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, you know, so that, that's how we work. Uh, all right, so that was awesome. Like, we, so we covered a lot of stuff about uh, the Full Spectrum Freedom book and your first book, yes. Full Spectrum Success. Like, you know how that, you know, is a great uh, platform to start off with. Uh, and then also we have the Personality Test 2.0 that'll come out in the email, and I'll also put it in the Diamond Factory training. And you have some cool things coming up with uh, some trainings coming up. Yes. Tell yeah, us about so this that. Is actually, this is actually going to be kind of something, if you're wanting to jump on this, it's going to have to be, be pretty quick because we're actually launching, what I'm doing is a six-week training course. It's starting February 7th, so it's coming up fast. Um, and what it's going to be is um, it's going to be a webinar that's an hour long for each of the six weeks. So it's going to be Tuesday nights at like 7 p.m. Um, we're going to do an hour-long training, and I'm going to include the advantage to this is it's not just a training, but it's going to be massive amounts of questions answered. Because what I, what I absolutely love is Q&A time, because people will ask a question, and you'll see heads start bobbing. They're like, yes, I had that question too. I want to open it up. I'm going to do an in-depth training all the way through this book, and it's going to be live, so it's never, I mean, you know, it's never quite the same as just reading a book. But the biggest advantage to it is going to be the live Q&A. And if you can't make it live at that time, don't worry, because everybody that signs up before the 7th when we kick this thing off is also going to be able to get a recording of that six-week program. And you'll see that on, on the page, um, either one of the links that Jen has when she posts those, I think... Actually, one of them already went out in the email, I believe. So you can watch the, five, the, the, the little mini training, the five-part mini training, and then at the end it will give you the option of opting in and purchasing the six-week training. And we're going to do that a couple times a year. I don't know exactly when it's going to launch again, like later this year, but we are going to get this one kicked off on the 7th. And I'm excited because this was literally built, you'll see, um, as you guys opt in for the email and go into the stuff, there's a survey in there. And I have, I mean, thousands, thousands of results from people that have filled out the survey talking about what they want to learn and what is most important to them from understanding other colors to, you know, forming their business to be more accepting of, you know, greens or yellows. or And I love it. I absolutely love getting the results from the survey because that tells me exactly what people want to learn. So I'm going to be tailoring this six-week course to the people that sign up. And I, I right now have a current limit on it of 300 participants because 
I want to be sure to be fair. I originally was at 100, and we bumped it to 300 because so many people asked, can we get more? So we bumped it to 300 people. But I do want to make sure that I spend enough time to deliver the value to them and make sure to get their questions answered. So that six-week training course is also available on the same site where you can buy the books, same link. You, you'll see it there as an option. But I would urge you to get in there, um, get plugged in, because it's one thing to learn. It's kind of like, you know, you know you have a difficulty, Monty. Like, let's say you're driving and your check engine light comes on, right? And you're like, oh, there's a problem here. It's very oh, no, dude, to it's that. worse. My uh, transmission is starting to slip, so, like, I'm going oh. to... Yeah, okay. so I get it. So, like you're speaking to me right now. Yeah, so, so we'll use that as an example. Your, tra- your transmission is starting to slip, right? You go, you go talk to somebody and they tell you all about transmissions, how they work, everything else, and they take your car for a test drive and they go, hey, Monty, your transmission is slipping. And you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, I know that's that. Why I brought it in. Like, <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's here. I brought it in. That's kind of the way I look at this training. I want people to dive in, and I want them to get answers to their questions. I want them to identify that problem that they're experiencing. I want to get to the solution of the problem so that when they're done with that training, the transmission's fixed, and it's not slipping anymore. And I can right. tell you I have so many personal testimonials from people coming to me and saying, I'm so glad that I went to your training. I'm so glad that I read your book. I'm so glad that I went to that webinar because my marriage is fixed. My relationship with my child is better. Um, my estranged father. I mean, I just, I, I've gotten so many of them. It's crazy. But it so confirms why I do what I do and where my passion lies. And that is in healing relationships and bettering communication. So that's the goal with the six-week training is kind of a, kind of a new thing we're, we're testing out. Um, we've got a few other things that we're going to work toward um, with involving Facebook and some other stuff in the next few months, and I'll be happy to fill you guys in on that as they unfold. But that's my goal is let's take it from a check engine light or a no, noticeable slip in the transmission <laughs> to <laughs> here's our problem and here's how to fix it, and let's get past that. So that's I'm good. excited. And I would urge your people to, you know, get on there. Get on that training. If you've got something you identified in what we've talked about that you're like, I need to know more about that, get on there because you'll be able to ask questions that I can personally answer live and we can deal with that. And it will help less other people that have the same question that might not have the opportunity to answer it or ask it. So That's good. All right, so I want to wrap this up, Jacob, with just a reminder that so I'll put those links out on our call for in diamondfactorytraining.com as well as probably in soundcloud.com. And uh, Jen will also send out an email for people who are on the email list. And then also, like, if you want to get on the email list, it's oursimpletraining.com. Look at the right side. It's pretty obvious. And let me... Unmute everybody and have everybody say goodnight to you, unless you have one more thing. Um, you good? You know what? I, let me throw one more thing out that I deal with in the book, and this is going to be real short, but I just want to leave you with this. The other, one, one of the other chapters I talk about is called Informed versus Influenced. 
and I think this is very, very pertinent to people in our business. So if you'll give me just two minutes, let me just sum this up. Okay. All of us in this business, we all start at zero on day one of the month, right? And our goal is to grow to where we're hitting our rank and hitting you know, where we're, our goals are by the end of that month. But when you're working with people, you have two different options in leadership. You can either influence them or you can inform them. Certain personality types need influence, right? A lot of your yellows and that type of personality type, you need to give them a little nudge to get them to move. But here's the caution. I want you guys to think about this, building your business. When it comes to inform versus influence, I, I worked my door-to-door sales business a lot on influence. I'm a good salesperson. If I sit down long enough with the person, I'm positive that I can get them to see the value and I get them to make the purchase. But here's the problem in our, in our world. Like in that world, they make the purchase, they're better, they got the books, whatever. They might use them, they might not. I don't know um, because it's not a repeat customer thing. But we build our network marketing business based on relationships. And if you build it based on influence, you can get that person to make that sale. You can get that person to make that customer or that purchase. But what happens if your business is built purely on influence is that you're going to invest a ton of time and then that month turns over and goes back to zero and guess what you have to invest all over again the next month? You have to invest all that influence again, over and over again. So the other type of customer is an informed customer. Informed is based on them making the decision because they've received enough information to want to make a change. And I think that's very important for us to keep in mind. Influence is based on them making a change because of our ability to portray that to them. Informed is them making the decision because that's something they want to do. So that chapter deals on the importance of if you're going to apply influence to someone, make sure to back it up with information shortly after so the decision becomes their own going forward. Otherwise, you're going to be reinvesting that on a month-by-month basis, and you've just basically created yourself a job that you're going to have to fulfill over and over again. So be careful in that informed versus influenced stage. Know when it's right to push, to give a push, to make somebody, you know, make that healthier decision in their life, but make sure that you back it up with information so that they make that decision for themselves going forward so it's not you having to invest over and over again continuously. So, oh, so for us, it'd be uh, influenced would be a one-kit wonder, and informed would yeah. be somebody who's on essential rewards. Exactly. Yep. Ooh, that's powerful. I'm glad you brought that up. Yep. So, and that's, I think, chapter, goodness, 10 or 11 in the book. Um, yeah, chapter, chapter 10 is informed versus influence. So yep. that's chapter 10 in Full Spectrum Freedom. But that's, a, that's something that's really poignant to our business and something that I just wanted to throw out there to keep in mind. It's, that's good. It's always good to give somebody a nudge, but you want to always back that up with knowledge so that they can make it their own. Because ultimately, what are we after? Creating independent distributors, right? That's a big deal, yes. <laughs> yes. That is a big deal. Well, good. You know, Jacob, I'm just so excited like, to run into you at a convention, give you a big hug, and, and just thank you for all the stuff you've done because 
obviously you poured a lot of passion into just a simple curiosity as far as how does this all work, and I'm grateful <laughs> for that. Well, thank you, Monty, and thanks for having me on. It was an absolute pleasure. I love being on with you, and I look forward to the next time. Yeah, well, let me push, uh, let me unmute and have everybody say goodnight to you. Hold on. Here comes the thing. Okay. Thank you. 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 Thank you.